<laughs> Why? Please say that again. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a ticket. Oh, what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 140 of the Bedtime Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. You didn't Wiley. That in there, did you? Yeah. Tell them why Eric. you did that. Please tell them why. Because we were laughing right before this about how I was able to slide a toothpick in my long beard hairs and let it hang there. That's the first time I've ever been able to do that. I never, really, <laughs> I never usually let my beard get that long because it's not a beard. It's not a goatee thing. But I never let it get long like that before because it always itched and bothered me. And now I'm well beyond. I, I just never could let it get that far. And now it has some slide. I was playing with a toothpick here at my workbench. This is weird as hell. This is what a weird way to start this. And uh, <laughs> I was fooling around with it and I almost said something else. And uh, and I put my put, I slid the toothpick in sideways and it hangs now in my beard. And then you said, "I do that all the time." <laughs> yeah. So we're weird. We're we're pretty weird family. Um. No, I use my beard as a brush holder too, with the thinner brush handles. I can stick it in there. I'm not kidding. I've done it. You just stick it's a brush longer in there. To- or pencils or pens at work. Sometimes I stick them in there. Anyways, um, so welcome to episode 140. A little bit of a weird start, but it's a little bit of a weird time. So uh, we don't have any new patrons this week. Uh, I do have one que- I do have one um, patron question, and we have a few other questions we'll hit a little bit later. But the one came in to me from email, and it's something that's valuable to all of our listeners. Uh, it's about cataloging. Um, uh, what the hell is that? It's about cataloging the episodes that we have and i wanted to kind of i think i have this already answered um and i wanted to just talk about how we already have them organized on our website you can go to hoscalecustoms.com and click on the bench time podcast menu item uh, at the top of the page and all of the episodes are listed in order from the newest to oldest uh, and they're already numbered from 140 back to one and if we had a guest on that night the title already has the name in it, and because it's structured that way, you can type any number or any name. Say it's Jason Jensen. You can type Jason Jensen into the search bar on the orange bar on our website and find all the episodes from newest to oldest of Jason Jensen or Doug Fiscali or anyone, anyone that's ever been on our website, anyone that's ever been on our podcast. You can also wow. search like subtopics. So if you're looking for, uh, if we did some episodes where we mentioned buildings in the show notes or a certain manufacturer or whatever it is, you can find all of that just by searching any word on our site is searchable. So if you search for, um, if you search for mind mount models and we've mentioned it in the show notes or in the show descriptions, uh, you'll find it. So wow, I did not know that. And he's that being so cool. He's being serious. He, I don't think he knew that till tonight. I didn't. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but I built that into the site a while ago. Yeah, and actually, yeah I'm t- I can't go back and too many times listen to my own voice. No, but, but yeah. And not only that, all of the shows on all the major podcasts app should be ordered sequentially with a number in the title from the newest to oldest. So yeah, I mean, I can do it. A, I can try to be a little more detailed with it, but that's. I mean, I I I built. I tried to build some of that logic into the site when I redesigned it a year or two ago. So, I mean, come on, man. This isn't 
we're not Microsoft here. So I'm not We're a once a night week thing on Wednesday or Thursday. We we come in here, we do this and, and then we post them up for you. I mean it's not like we're I mean it's it's hard to do. I mean, there's some work involved. I mean, I, I, I can always add some to it, too, but, you know, right, that's... But, I mean, adding is fancy enough for what... You know, I, we're not... You know, we're not... We're not NASA. I mean, it's in a super site here. I mean, it's a, it's a good site. Yeah. See, I'm not trying to knock your site. Your site's good. You've done good work with it. I'm just saying, you know... You know, it's not... It's not the... It's not a Google portal or anything. I mean, come on. We're doing what we can do. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I can always add a little bit of functionality to it. But I've, you know, I've thought about this I think already. That's pretty robust. What I think that's pretty robust. Anyways, what it does. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. it be what it be. I can always add more later. Uh, but that's Summer kind of shandy. it's kind of where it's at now. So with that, we are also um, we've. Ex- oh, I want to do one quick shout out real quick. Being uh, cuckolds. What? Leaning Kugels, Summer Shandy. Lining Kugels. Line, oh, Lining Kugels. That's what I have here. Cool. It's not bad. It's got like a lemony flavor to it. Nice. And honey. Not bad. I'm, I'm just saying. Can I continue? I said it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, I have one more announcement. Oh, okay. Go ahead. It's an important one. Oh, a very important one. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to just extend a big congratulations out to Dan Pugach. So, um, I don't need to know. I don't need to go into too much detail, oh, but yeah, Dan's yeah. a new dad and, uh, congratulations, Dan. That's awesome. I'm not a new dad. I'm That's sorry. Awesome. He's not a new dad. He's a dad again. Uh, yes, Dan dad is again. dad times three. So congratulations, Dan. Congratulations. Um, enjoy it. You're going to be taking a little break from modeling for a little bit, and we understand that, but uh, that's going to be awesome. So, wow, you're listening to this podcast in the hospital, changing new poopy diapers. Uh, have fun and enjoy it, and congratulations. Hope, hopefully, everyone is doing well. So, let's get that's in. the first time we've ever said poopy diapers on the show. Poopy diapers. And now I'm not... Now my summer shandy doesn't taste good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, well that's great. I'm happy for Dan. That yeah, awesome. um, he's a, he's been a he's been a long time listener of ours and supporter for since we started. So yeah, yep. um, yeah. I wish him the best and his family the best. God bless. So um, okay, I uh, I think we have uh, a bullhorn event. Well, here, yeah, go for it. Didn't you want to do that? Well, I, Go for okay. it. Do it now. I got to find it. You're like hard to hard to deal with right now. I don't know why. You're all over. Bullhorn. That's a bullhorn noise. I'm trying to find it, man. Go on. We'll get to it. It's the mind mount one. I have it up now. Okay, then you do it. Jeez. Because I'm slow at the draw it's here. Amateur hour here. Slow the draw on my phone. All I'm right. Not real good we and I'm have... tired. I just made a whole mess of pancakes. Okay. Well, are you, you going to be talk? The next bullhorn. <laughs> this is the current bullhorn. Um, Ron from Mind Mount Models wanted to do a quick shout out for his newest kit. And I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Penalis? Penalis Petrol? Huh. P 
Pinales. I think that's how it right. is. But I've yeah, seen. Yeah, you're you're gonna put you're butchering it. Hold I've on. seen some photos of it. Um, have you seen the pictures of it? Yeah, I did. I, I saw a couple of them before. It's a awesome looking little gas station, kind of like late forties, early fifties style. Um, very cool. Awesome signage goes with it, uh, and I it, it goes really nicely with some of the other kits he's put out of recent. So it fits in perfectly uh, in like that Tom's Top Dog era kind of building. So I think it turned out great. I love it. Yeah, Penelis or Penelis. Yeah. Yeah. Petrol. Yeah. yeah. It's an awesome little kit. I like it. It's got some really good, cool signage to it. It's got a really. It's not huge, but I like the. I like the idea of the pumps on both sides of the building. Me too. Yeah, with a uh, with a with a overpad. Oh, oh, sorry, a, a roof overhead, an yeah. overhang roof on both sides. It's neat. It's pretty cool. It is. Um, and you can get it. Hell of a job, Ron. Hell of a job, Ron. I um, it's obviously on mindmountmodels.com, and if you want, I'm trying to load it now. My website is not loading very quickly. Accept and close. It's I like the overhead sign that goes across it too. Like that's yeah, me too. That's cool. If, if you're not able to see it here on the show, it's got almost like a like a toll booth kind of look, like an old toll booth looking yeah. thing where the building's in the center, um, and off the sides of the structure, the roof extends and covers both gas pumps. Um, right, it's like a pull through. A pull through, yeah. But it is an awesome little building. I love the signage that goes with it. The gas pumps, and, and this goes out, this is a shout out to Ron. I love the color scheme he picked for those gas pumps. And the cool thing is about it, I'll be honest with you. He has it listed on his website for $47. Yeah. That's a hell of a good price yeah. for a nice kit like that, I think. I like it. Yeah. It's good. It got a bunch of gas pump details. The he's, uh, uh, he's put out quite a few new ones the last. I like last this year. price range too. Like the mid forties to yeah, low sixties yeah. is like the perfect. I think it's a perfect price range. Yeah. So and it's a you know what else is cool about this one? I've not mm. seen a gas station kit that looks like this one ever. No, me neither. Sometimes they can look a little similar. This one, very different. Definitely very unique. unique. Um, yep. So that is our bullhorn. Yeah. Um, I want to get the bullhorn. All right. Next up, I need to get a couch down here. <laughs> Did we, uh, what? Why don't you just move down there, man? Well, I got the TV yeah, yeah. on. I got the Boston Carolina game on while we're, while we're recording. Who's winning that? Boston's up one nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm still tired from watching that game the other night. I, I I was sick from watching our game the other night. Oh, well, not that game. I'm I'm still tired from watching that Tampa Columbus game on Tuesday oh, five night. Five overtime? <laughs> wow! I left. <laughs> My mom wanted to go do some something. We had to go do some shopping for our for something we're doing this. Yeah, weekend. yeah, yeah. And um and and we went and I we had to hit a couple stores and I was like I, you know what I was like it's, it's third period it's almost over it started at three o'clock we just got done we ate early dinner so we can get going and, and you don't really this. care about that game yeah right right so so then I'm out and we did all this and I come back and it's like almost nine o'clock or eight thirty and you send me a message three o t 
Yeah, it, I, what, what, I don't know how many OTs it was in at that point. Three, I guess? Yeah, it was going in the third. third. OT, and I stuck around and ended up watching the next period and a half into the fifth OT. I was like, wow, this is still going. I went out and did some shopping. And stuff. And, <laughs> the game started. And, and, which I hate doing. It started then, at three p.m. Yeah, and it ended at nine forty p.m. I came back and <laughs> the damn game still on. Oh. And man, these guys look beat. <laughs> oh my god, they had no juice left. I was tired from watching it. Yeah. So, wow. anyways, all right. <laughs> well, that's hard. If it sounded like I just clipped my fingernails, I didn't. I'm clipping a tooth. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you took clipping a what? I'm clipping a toothpick down like sixteenth oh. of an inch at a time. So, <laughs> I'm just ecstatic that there's hockey in August. I know. Isn't that cool. It is. We a little different, but I, we- you know, our team sucks right now, but that's okay. It's still fun to watch it. We just have the team just has the wrong elements right now. Yeah. So, um, moving yeah. on from hockey. Yeah. We are extending. Well, we've extended the layout. We've now figured out what we do, want to do with the wharf. Um, right. We've the not the wharf, but the new wharf. It's a new the new wharf, where the waterfront is now two feet longer along the f- long edge of the the eastern side of the layout, and the southern end will have water that wraps the entire way around to the back side so right. now there's water on all three well technically there's water on four sides now yeah because that water's no. good yeah yeah well yeah first there's it counts because there's three inches it might only be three inches but it still counts true <laughs> that'll be scott perry's quote of the week <laughs> But I forgot we're gonna have rivers on the our far end. Yeah, but I meant waterfront. Oh, okay. There'll be there'll be yeah. ocean salt water on all four sides of the layout. How do you figure? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it yeah, cuts. All, right. It goes all the way to the western side. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So Absolutely. all four sides have wa- have ocean. Yep. So uh, a lot of water. A lot of water. Uh, but the water on the northern There's end. There's a lot that can be said for three inches on the one side. You know, you you know, it might only be three inches, but we can do a lot with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a potent three inches. <laughs> oh man! All right, stop, stop. All right, moving on. Uh, you know, the northern water front is more of like your um, lower, not lower. Yeah, kind of. You know, you know, it's smaller industri- smaller industries like your fishing right. ports sure. and your boat stations and boat repair, right? Yeah, and those smaller fishing vessels, right? Yeah, it's more not residential, but smaller scale. Um, you know, it's a fishing community. The northern right. side is the fishing community. The southern, right. the southern waterfront or the su- southern bay. We're gonna call it. I think. I think it's more like a bay. Because it's a little, right. it's a little bigger. Um, yeah. That is going to be our industrial shipping, like where your yeah, where, where your warehouses and sh- and big. Um, we had a few longer, like um, storage depots and stuff like that. Depots production, that kind of stuff, where it's waterfront and you'd have indu- uh, big commercial boats coming in and out. That's going to be on the southern end. So we'll have right. two ports. One will be a fishing port. One will be a industrial port. Right. 
And it makes sense that we put it there because we have all that industry down on the southern end of the layout. Sure. Exactly. So. I love it. I think it's going to be awesome. That's what we've got. Yeah. Um, yeah. The city's starting to come into shape. We're starting to you know, develop where our road systems are going to be now that we've got both ends of the layout figured out on how it's going to roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think it's going to make it easier for us to fill in that central cent- central center part. Um, we need to, that's another part we can, we need to start developing more. And that'll be for me, I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, um, but we'll, we'll have some of that more to do. Yeah. You know, based on some of the bigger buildings that you and I have bought, we'll be fitting into there. So once we develop those and sit them in that central section, we will, we will have area. Then we'll be able to fill in with the medium-sized buildings around the bigger ones to figure out how it's all going to work. And then I think we'll have some development as to where where our – once we have buildings and roads figured out, you know, where we can do the landscaping, the, that type of thing. Um, so it, it's coming. It's coming. The finer details will be able to be figured out once we can get building placement. I think we're about to that point. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. So, and if we have no room, we'll just, we'll just always rip out more track. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have, I have no problem with that. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, well, so that's what I've got going on here. I've got the foam down now. You and I put some foam down where we're going to lift the, 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 the difference in this part of the waterfront area is it won't be, it won't be where the, like earth meets the ocean. Oh, this will be built up industrial waterfront. So you're going to have a lot right. of uh, walls that are almost foundations where the buildings are, the wall, the sea walls are going to be shaped like with the buildings where the buildings go almost to the edge of the water or the buildings are on the water. Um, right. And it's just a, a concrete wall that is touching the water. Um, yeah. A lot of ports have those long rectangular flat uh, concrete, like uh, basically foundations that the buildings are yeah. on. So that's sure. what this is going to look like. It's going to be a lot of concrete right, right to the water. Yeah, that'll so, look cool. And it'll be cool because I can put some more industrial look into it that goes towards the water. We can have some pipes, more pipes and stuff sticking out of the concrete walls that are draining into the ocean, stuff like that. Right, right. Nice and polluting. It is the 40s and 30s after all. We don't have to be EPA right. friendly. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, and now I finally have a spot there for Baxter's behind it all. You know what might be fun be cool. to try? What? In the corners and stuff of the concrete um, piers and piers. I guess they'd be concrete piers. We should put um, like trash like floating in the water in the corners. Like where it would yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Like when you go to Baltimore and there's like trash floating around in the harbor. Yeah. <laughs> put some trash. Can you, can you pause it? Can you pause yeah. it? Just, yeah. And mark that spot. Hold on. I'll just pause it. I think it's bad. Yeah, it'd be fun to do some, like, Baltimore trash. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would look good. I mean, I don't want to trash it up too much. No, I don't mean that, but you could still have some trash floating around the water. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much trash was floating around the water in the 30s and 40s, but I imagine it was some in the industrial area oh. to a degree, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't but, mean, like, I don't mean, like, wads and wads and wads of trash. Right, just like a like a couple cans and a something floating on the top of the water. Yeah, like in the corners yeah. and and the corners of the concrete pilings, you'd have like 
get some papers and stuff uh, down in there. Tire. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Anyways, it would just be fun to try. It was just an idea. Never mind. You hate it. Next. No, no, I don't hate Next. it at all. No, Next. I love that kind of detail. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So that's what I have been working on down here. Um, do you want to talk about your couple new things? Well, I took the uh, came down to your place uh, mm-hmm. to the layout, and I brought my the module that's going to fit into place. And how about it? it fit right into place perfectly. It's pretty perfect right where it gonna, it's going to go. I love the fact that I can take this foam piece and take it down to your place, put it on the layout right where it's going to fit, and have it fit perfectly. We know it's going to fit perfectly. We measured it, and uh, and then of course we we made it so I can mobily take it home and back and forth. So we put it in place now with some of the buildings on it and just to try and get an idea of, you know, where where it's going to fit, how much room I'm going to have for how many buildings, that type of thing for this this mill complex. And, um, and I was very, very happy with, with how, how it fit. But also, um, I, since then, since going down there and laying it there i figured along the front end i could put a new road along the front to service the buildings along the harbor side and um so i am going to and it's kind of hard to explain this in a podcast but what i'm gonna try and do is i'm cutting the front section into a nice road that goes down along the front uh, of the harbor along the top of the wall, mm-hmm. and it'll it'll be for loading docks and things like that. Uh, but it'll also be able to get a small truck or something down there, and then you know they can load into the trucks. Okay, but also um, it'll give some it'll it'll be a different kind of look on the foam because these other buildings I'm adding on, which is uh, uh, the ones from. The uh, shoot the yacht basin from CCK, uh, that Lowell's boat works. Well, now I've got a system and an industry that I know what I'm doing here. So now we have the mill, which is a textile mill, which would make what textiles, <sighs> yeah, it would, <laughs> but in this case, it's going to make cloth. Which is going to be used for to, making the sails, and the one building it, that I'm building right now is a sailmaker's shop or sail. I guess it's the uh, yeah the sailmaker's shop, and uh, that's going to be all associated. So the mill makes the cloth for the sails, and they make the sails there. And then the other building that, that I have on there now is a boat works, and that's where they'll make the boats. And, you know, that's, that's, that's how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But the mill is going to supply for the for the sails in the boat, right? Yeah. So it's all an industry of its own. It's a complex. So what I'm doing is the front half, the foam is going to come up along the sides and make it look like it's – the one end of the building's you know lower relief than the uh, than the other building will be up higher, and but it'll all be level. It, it's hard to understand. I'm gonna have to cut into the foam to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, but you'll see more when I I'll show some pictures of it in this upcoming week uh, of what I'm doing exactly. And I now have a 
a master plan for how this is all going to look. So um, I'm excited about it. I'm very excited. I, I, I'm about finished with the sailmaker shop and then I'm going to make another part of the boat works, uh, on the other, on the other end of it. I love this kit too from Carolina craftsman kits. If you get a chance and you got a couple extra dollars to spend, you know, this is a really unique building for a waterfront area. And, um, you know, definitely lots of whites and grays and, you know, um, maroonish or redwood color buildings. And uh, it just looks sharp. Lots and lots and lots of windows, giving it some, you know, giving it that look, you know, that New England charm or that Northeast charm um, or even Mid-Atlantic charm where they have uh, lots and lots of windows in their buildings across the, the seafront. I mean, I guess it's. I guess it's commonplace, but it, yeah. it looks good. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just impressed with how it's all rolling. So I did that. It was kind of cool to come down to your place and, and put it in place and just get that visual look saying, okay, wow. So it is actually going to work. And then you and I measured that one. It's going to overhang out over the rocks, mm -hmm. that one end piece on the mill. Yeah, it was and fun measuring I, that. You and I measured it with some rope, well, some rope, some, uh, some string and uh, measured straight down line so I can make uh, the, the bracing support for it. It's going to, you know, concrete supports off the rocks up to the base of underneath the, uh, the overhang of that building. Right. It, it should look cool. Um, I'm looking forward to that now that we measured the, those out. So um, we'll see how they work. That's it. That's what I have on that part of it. So I did finish the, did I, did I have that on there last time? That was that little building, the. Uh, uh, the I don't. I don't the, remember. Uh, Wally's lunch. Wally's lunch. I don't think that was the last little time. building that comes with. Uh, okay, so it was Wally's lunch. It's a little tiny, itty bitty, lunch shack uh, that comes with the Rush Rock Falls kit from uh, from Foscale Models, and I, I finished that all up. It was a fun little kit with a metal type roof. It's a a curved overhang metal roof. I really like it. Um, and I rusted that up, make it look like rust. And I put a little guy, uh, attendant in it, wearing a white, white shirt. Cause back in those days, a, an attendant to a food place would actually worn white. Mm -hmm. And, um, in fact, when we had our family business was food business. Um, you know, your, your grand grandfather and my great grand, you and your great grandfather, uh, when we all worked there, he made everybody wear white. So it was like, you know, it's a common thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, white shirts or whatever, but, um, yeah. So, um, uh, it looks cool. He's leaning with his elbows on there and I hand painted him and stuck him inside the thing. Um, but it's, uh, I like the little structures for the tiniest. It's probably the tiniest structure we'll have on our layout thus so far, except for the, the, uh, chicken pen that you built. And, um, I think it turned out pretty awesome. So, um, I'm having a lot of fun this summer building. Uh, I've done a lot more building this year in the summertime than I've ever done before in the summer. I, I'm sure a lot of that has to, uh, to, to associate with what's going on in the world. Um, even though I have been working, it's just that, um, it's, you know, in the evenings, you're not going out as much. You're not going doing as much outside and, or going places. So, so you are home more often regardless. And, and I do find it, I'm getting some cool work done, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, but got a new cart 
Did I tell you about the cart? No, let's get on the cart. Yeah, let's talk about the cart. Okay, so. And then I have one last thing I'll do, and then we'll do our Patreon questions. Okay. So, so, um, I... I guess if you all, if any of you all get to the, to the craft stores, Hobby Lobby or Michaels or any of these places, um, you'll notice that a big thing trending right now in these craft stores, when you first walk into the front entrance of them, or if you see their advertisements online and that type of thing, you'll see a lot of it, is they have these little miniature carts, mm-hmm. they're craft, craft storage carts. And they, you know, they make it for handy access. They're on casters, and they roll. Um, they have usually three tiers of shelving on them. That you can that are open, so you can just put your um, put the things you commonly use on them. I picked one up, and it wasn't really cheap. Some of them are twenty nine dollars, thirty nine dollars, forty nine dollars, and up. Okay, this one I got was forty nine. It is a little on the pricier side. There's no discount on it because they already have it at their regular everyday price. Right. I'm glad I bought it, though. I've been eyeing them up for a couple months, and they're cool, um, and they're neat. I can have it be right behind my chair here. So all the things that I reach on my desktop or my count, oh, I'm sorry, on my workbench top, all those items um, – are there they're the same things but i had a bunch of stuff on some shelves so i had to get up and move over to my shelf and grab the things off my shelf that i commonly went for and but because i had no room i didn't want to take my workspace away on my room by adding those things so i have more shelf across the other side of the room well now with this cart i can put them all in there this cart i have in particular it's called a what do they call it a um Shoot. Um, ah, whatever. I, it, it, anyway, I don't know. Yeah. It's a gray cart. Mine's the gray cart that they have at Michael's. They had <coughs> all kinds of wire racks that hang off the side. The one end of it has a pegboard down the side with the little hooks and stuff that you can stick in there that come with it, actually. And you can fit them in there. You, know, you can put, like, uh, they had spools of thread and shit like that that mm-hmm. people people you know the women use for <laughs> for uh sewing or people that like to sew i shouldn't say women but um i am hanging rolls of tape on it my jute twine my easy line uh that i use for telephone poles the the things of uh hemp twine uh masking tape rolls they're hanging on these hooks which is cool and then it has a little side shelf and on that i was able to put on the side shelf, like like my Mod Podge containers and and uh, my Durham's water putty and that kind of thing, um, things I reach for occasionally, but I don't want them on my workbench, you know. Mm-hmm. And then in the top of the cart, which is cool, on the top basket of the cart, I have I loaded it up with like um, all my Hunter Line stains, okay, because I use the Hunter Line stains a lot. But then they sit up on the shelf, and what happens is the ones in the back, I forget I had. <laughs> right? Because they're hidden, yeah. you know? And, and then you go, oh, shit, I've had the, these for a while, You right? can't see the labels. I wanted to do something cool with this, and I was able to, unable to do it. Right. Now in this, I can put them right in the top of the cart. I can reach right back, pull the bottle, any one I want. I can see them all. I got room for that. What else I got in here? Let's pull this fucking room. Sorry. Might have to animal noise one of them. (laughs) 
Okay. So I have, you know, I have, uh, you know, all my weathering mixes from Hunterline. I've got in here the spackle, the small can of spackling I use for when I put mortar in bricks. Um, I have um, some concrete chalk paint that I bought, um, cocoon chalk paint. Actually, uh, it's on one of Doug Fiscali's um, blog posts about mm-hmm. painting concrete, and he used that, and he talked about that. So I went and bought it. I love this stuff. Uh, the, the bigger jars are the AK things, like the corrosion and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the asphalt, I can stick them in the top here. So when I need to grab them, I can right away. Um, spare bottle of isopropyl alcohol. And then the best part, on the opposite side of where the – of where the uh, hunter line stain is are my more commonly used spray rattle cans. Okay. Right. So like my whites, my grays, my blacks and the, like the camouflage Brown or the khaki. Okay. So I have them all there, a bottle of super 77 spray adhesive. Well, can of that, I have that all there. Right. But then on the lower, the, the two lower shelves um on that on that is all of my um supplies for landscaping okay so my scenery stuff like uh bushes and you know uh ground foams and grasses and shrubs and things like that from all these different companies we've bought in their packages and i have them all stacked and ready so I can just reach over and grab them. I used to have them under, under my workbench, under the workbench on a shelf in a box. And then I had to crawl down underneath there and grab all that crap out of there and then pull it up and, and, and try and, 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 and sort through it. Right. Now here, I, now I can just reach back. It's all organized. I can reach back, pull the piece I want, pull the baggie I want of whatever ground foam. Boom! Right there, it is. It's 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 basically, it's a scenery cart is what I've turned it into. I even have some stuff, a, a wire rack, and a couple things I haven't even been able to figure out how to put anything on it yet. So I'm like I said, this is this is pretty cool, um, and it's forty nine bucks. Like I said, it's not it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but I it's sturdy. It's not going to be falling apart. I don't think it's going to go to waste. I don't think it's a wasteful pro- product. I think if anything, it's going to help. So I've just expanded my, the things that are within my reach. Yeah. You and I talked about getting one or two to, of them. To roll around down, on the basement floor down here. Down the basement floor. That way we have like one for each of us on each side of the layout while we're working. We put our more common things in them and we can get some stuff done. And having to, instead of having to run back and forth to the workbench, and back, or you know, we have it right there next to us. I think it's a good idea. I, I love wouldn't it. go with this particular model. I would go with that twenty nine ninety nine one that has just the three basic tier shelves, and uh, on casters, I think that would be just fine. But there's thirty made, you know. So nice heavy piping, or you know the the framework. So yeah. Anyhow, that's it. But uh, they're they're very common and they're very popular right now. So look for them. At least go in the store and check them out and take a peek at them. It might be something that can help you around your workbench. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. Um, And I want to get one down here. And it freed up space on my shelf too, Brett. 
Because now I got space. I was running out of shelf space where I had some stuff stored. Now the stuff that I have on my shelf that I left on the shelf that I don't use hardly at all. But at least now I can see it. I know where it's at, and I put the bigger things like, like um, you know, extra bottles of isopurple, full bottles of isopurple alcohol, which right now, by the way, are probably gold. Yeah. Mineral spirits and uh, big the big giant bottles of Elmers and things like that. I have them on the shelf, you know, because they're they're that's like the resupply. You know, when I need to resupply and refill, I go to that shelf. But yeah. I. I I cleared a lot of shelf space by doing this. I like it. So no, it's good. Yeah. And um, so before we get in, and we're gonna get one down here. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Before we get into our patron questions of the week to wrap up this week's episode, I wanted to talk quickly about um, my newest building at our my workbench. It's not mine. My daughter's building a building. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Uh, That's I, cool, and she's taking her time. I see you're working with her. It looks pretty good. Yeah, she did. A, I had her do the ink wash base. Um, right. I did. I put the bracing on it. Um, yeah, on the back side, because she didn't know. She didn't understand what the bracing was. She just wanted the paint. Right. So I, I put. That. I cut the bracing. Put that on. Um, I cut the trim to length on the uh-huh. corner trim, um, but I allowed her to glue that on. Yeah. And I, oh man, oh man. What? This Boston Carolina game is getting nasty. Oh yeah? Anyways, let's continue. So I, I she put the ink wash on, we dried it, we, we waited for it to dry out the hair dryer. Then we, um, then we put on the, uh, the pink, I had her sponge brush, use a sponge to, to paint the building. So it's got a cool like paint uh, paint peeling effect a little bit with the pink, um, yeah. and then I, she did a dark purple like a royal purple trim, and the windows are also purple. So, um, it it it's an interesting color, um, but it will go on the layout. Um, we're gonna do it the right way, and I'm gonna weather it correctly. We're gonna do all that. And uh, we're going to put it on a corner of the layout. It's going to be hidden and tucked away somewhere, but it'll be on there. Um, But she wants it to be Brett's. She's going to call it Brett's Shop. Okay. So she wants to name it Brett's Shop. And it's going to sell paints and stuff to make model buildings. Oh, okay, cool. So I think it'd be fun to turn it into a little... uh, Hobby shop. A little old school looking hobby shop from the forties or something. Uh, that's cool. I think it's great that she's just doing it. Yeah. And I don't care. I don't care what color it is. I will put it on, on our layout. I do not care if it's bright pink. Yeah. And, no, it'll uh, go on. We're going to, I'm going to have her do everything to it the whole way. We yes. the same way we would. She's going to paint the roofing. I'm going to have right. some weathering chalks on it so I can show her where to put them and we'll do them really lightly and I'll show her how to do it. And it's, it'll probably end up being, <laughs> better than better than a lot of the stuff we see online. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she might outdo us eventually. Yeah, and, you know what? If somebody ever says, while well, we show photos of it, and they say the pink one, well, what's with that pink? So I'm going to say, yeah, well, kiss my ass. That was my granddaughter nah, well, to build that at You five. need to go on the offensive already, man. No one's going to say that. I'm offensive. I, okay, I'm a little offensive. Yeah, no one said anything already. You're already uh, going okay. into the uh, tough uh, man uh, mode. Uh, All right. Uh, 
Not everything's a hockey game, right? Yeah. No one's going to say anything. So, um, it's a pink building. Well, if someone asks anything, we'll just say it's a it's a Victoria's Secret shop. There you go. <laughs> it's that color pink. It's that same pink. Your lingerie. It's the same pink as the Victoria's Secret bags. Right. Um, anyways, so that's what she's working on. Um, it's been a couple of days since we worked on it. We might... Uh, we'll do something a little bit later this weekend after our weekend plans um, with the building. Right. She was asking about it today, but I didn't get to work on it today with her. So uh, we will work on it here probably on Sunday. But, um, yeah, so that's what I had going on. That's It's a lot of fun with her, and uh, she's enjoying it. So let's get into our patron questions. Um. First one isn't really a question, it's just a topic. Brendan Horton from Australia sent a picture of him in the front end of a train from Australia. So it must have been really early there to take that picture when we were putting it up at 6 in the morning here. I saw that picture. Um, That's pretty cool. He apparently works on a train. Yeah. This one's from Steven. Also posted on the Patreon page. Do you prefer to paint your structures before or after assembly? Uh, we paint them way before we assemble. Yes. Always. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And I don't. And I do it while they're all flat. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, before assembly, yeah. Yeah, he's saying here he's going to attempt to assemble it and then paint it. I, I we always paint and then assemble. Like right. never. I've never done it the other way around, actually. I mean, yeah, you do what you, do it whatever way you want if you want to. Yeah. But I, I have done it when it's assembled, but that was because I had to. I ended up repainting something because I didn't know the way it looked. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the way it looked, so I ended up repainting. But yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want to do, but I, I like to do it personally. I know you do. Um, yeah. After it's already been, uh, I, you know, after I get the bracing done before I assemble the walls. Right. And I try and detail out each wall as best I can, so that way when I do go to assemble it, it's all ready to rock, and then you start putting it up. You don't have to do anything else to it. You just pop the walls together. Right. I mean, you may have to do a little touch-up weather here and a touch-up yeah. weather in there, um, or add a, maybe you'll add a, a late sign on it after you look at it. Sometimes after you assemble, because you know how it is, Brett. You paint yeah. it. You put a couple cool signs on. You think that's enough, and then you go to assemble it. And then You're you like, ah, it needs one. more. Yeah, there's that one wall that just has nothing to it, you know, and you're like, ah, not that every wall has to have a sign or has to have some kind of uh, distinguishing weathering mark or anything. Right. But but there are still some times where I built stuff and going, eh, that wall just needs something there's else. A, yeah, there's just nothing there, man. There's, so, there's got to be something else. We always yeah. do that before assembly, everything before right. assembly. Right. Uh, this one's a good one from Ron Piskel. If you look at the Franklin South Manchester, a lot of George's buildings tend towards buff, grays, and muted reds. Jason Jensen's waterfront tends towards aquas and blues. Does your layout have any areas that tend towards certain color scheme, either by design or happenstance? And, and who's this again? Ron Piskel. Oh, okay. I think a lot of our buildings are... We have a lot of... Um, Mixes. It's a mix. It's a mix, but we. if you look, I'm looking now... We have a lot of off-whites. Yeah. And we have a lot of burgundy-colored stuff. Right. And a lot of... We have some... 
I don't know. It's kind of all over. It's a lot of burgundies and deep reds and off whites. Got a few blues. A few blues. But I mean, the, and with the blues, you got you just gotta be careful how much blue yeah, you're but, going. But out, I'm saying, but what he's asking is what we trend towards. Um, I say it's a lot of I, ours I is a lot of earth tones and browns and, bl- and it's whites. A, it's all earth. It's mostly trends towards earth, earth tones, yeah. whites, right. off whites. Greens, browns, some some greens, but yeah, for the most all, part, it's greens. it's a lot of red colors and uh-huh. off whites and 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 browns. I do like how um, well, you, the way he, you know, Ron, you mentioned how George does a lot of the uh, buffs. And, yeah, you know, buffs are touchy. Well, we have a couple buffs. Um, you know, of course, I did the uh, the Baxters is buff. Um, it's it's a it's a sort of a buff, and um, you know that's. But then, of course, that's a George Elias design yeah. kit. So it's um, but you know that's it's a toughie. It's a it's like blue. It's a, it's a tough one. You have to you have to have that right tone of the buff to make that pull off and look good. Mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, if you make that thing look too bright or too goldenrod colored, um, it, it, it'll look gaudy. Right. And uh, George George has ha- been the master of being able to pull off anything buff colored, right? And he does always did a great job with that. He still does. And then, of course, you go to the other extreme with the, the blue. Another one, as we've mentioned many times, a very tricky thing: blues and aquas. And yes, uh, Jason will be the first one to admit to you that he does do that. He loves that. But here's the thing. He's the master at the blues and the aquas. He's good at that. And people look at that and they signify when they see it. If I see something made and it's got a little bit of aqua to it, first thing I'm going to do just by the design and how it's painted, I usually can tell when it's been made by Jason. Okay. Because he pulls it off and make it look good. Blues, not something everybody or every modeler can successfully do. Him and I have had this discussion several times on the telephone um, about you know the blues, and you every now and then we'll get people co- that'll call us or com- or not call us, but you know, write to us and complain about the fact that we made blues like like it's their damn layout or their damn building, but they do, and and uh, you know it's like or they'll criticize, and you know what, but but here's the thing: it's tough to criticize when you nail it like he does with right. the blues and the aqua, right? And it fits his style of modeling as far as. When he lays the buildings out and such, and in the city, the setting that he has for it, it fits. Okay, it fits because he right. has plenty of it. If you did a whole mess of other colors and then tried to do some of those blues, it would probably look awful. But yeah. because he does them and the way he places them, it enhances it. Same with George in the buff. Um, for us, we tend to side to a lot of beiges and whites and 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 um you know off whites uh grays right and greens i mean those kind of things so um nothing overly dark necessarily yeah nothing but, too uh, crazy bright as far right. as vi- we have, as far as co- like weird colors but right exactly. yeah i mean we 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 still stick to a, a certain pattern and we use a lot of neutrals so right sure all right. Um, next question. Last question, actually. Actually, 
Not last, yeah, last. There's one more. Dan Pugach. My 10-year-old wants to build his first structure kit. We chose City Classics Route 22 Diner because we already own it. What are some tips that we have for Dan so he doesn't turn him away from the hobby and we can enjoy the rest of our lives modeling together? I don't want to be the dad in the Lego movie. Well, Dan... What? A dad in the Lego the, movie? The dad in the Lego movie. He didn't like to build stuff. I, and Oh, I didn't you see You got to watch a Lego just, movie. I'll have to see that. All right. So, Dan... Sounds like a, that guy sounds like a dick. Dan, I but, would say the um, best um, thing to do is kind of let them... Let them... Uh, kind of run with it at first. Like, the, choose something that. I mean, you pick the building out together, but let him build it the way he wants to build it. Like, if it's some colors or what they want to rename it yeah. something or whatever you want to do. Uh, and and also do it in a way where it's a learning thing, but not where you're telling him what to do, but where you're teaching him how to. Um, when you're teaching him how to do it. But letting him do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what what I would say is explain, yes, you're going to teach him and you're telling him how he needs to do it, but then explain why. Like if you're doing, well, on that kit, I don't know, it's, gonna be, it's a plastic structure, but on a wood structure or a plastic structure for that matter too, there's going to be parts in there. You need to explain to him when assembling it. You know why it has these braces, or why these ma- these walls match up on the side, and we need to flush them right. uh, or or file them so you get a nice flat flush on a on a plastic kit. Um, you know, so you know, you explain the intricacies of why you take your time working with it, but then do it in a fun way. Say, hey, you know what? We, before we assemble this, it'd be great if we just take this file, work it along this side or whatever, and then see how evenly they mesh. Now, you show him that when he when he goes to, after he does the work, yeah. show it to him and go see now because you took that time to do it right, it looks awesome that way. You know you got to make it fun and encouraging as well, but then explain why you're doing it in a certain way, but in an encouraging way. You know I think that's a huge plus. Yeah, I I, I think yeah. the whole thing with it is just allow them to kind Have of fun. just experiment with it and don't you know there's let them know there's no way nothing wrong way there's no wrong way to do it so um just right. let them explore it let them uh, mess up show them nope. how they can do it better make sure that they're including they're including it on their i want to include my daughters on the layout that way when she comes down she's like oh where's my building at i want to find that building i made so that way it becomes yeah. fun for them um yeah but you know just Go with the flow and enjoy the uh, time when you're there with them. Right. All right, next question from Greg Cassidy. I think it's, by the way, I think it's great. It, there's He's not the only one. There's been a couple there's people pressing about it, yeah. About working with their kids, and yep. I think this is awesome. Get your kids involved. Yeah. Let them do it. Have some fun, you know. Yep. There, there's a reason why Brett and I are father and son, and we've made this work all these years, is because... You know, we did this kind of stuff when we were when he was a kid, and when we worked together on this, and 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 we made it part of our hobby yeah. and part of our relationship. You yeah. Know? So I think it's awesome to see it. That's how we build this hobby with. I agree. People. Definitely right. agree. All right. Next question is from Greg Cassidy: Is the skill of applying a perfect fine bead of glue with a toothpick to de- to a detail part similar to a journeyman welder executing a perfect weld bead? And while a welder's bead is out there for all to see and compliment, 
Ours gets obscured and destroyed when used, with nothing left but a perfect glue-free joint. I've discussed this with a machinist friend of mine. I don't know if I've ever thought about it that deep, Greg. Uh, I I just <laughs> I just put the glue on the thing. I, I mean, I try to Sometimes get. Sometimes it oozes out a little bit, and then I make sure yeah. I wipe it up. And gotta clean it gotta off clean it off a little. As long Sometimes as you clean. Sometimes I do have a perfect bead that goes across, and it's you know it yeah. depends on what kind of. If I'm in a hurry or something, times too. Yeah. But I never leave that glue just sit and and, and look like you know, gunk yeah. up on me. That's it's you know, a, it goes along with what tell. it goes along with what Doug had said before. You can tell when certain when some people use a lot of glue. Yeah. And yeah. just learn how to go back and use less glue. You get you need to learn how to use less glue. Right. If you're gonna I learn mean, anything, sparingly on the glue is always better than glopping the glue on. But there's so, so. still some times I have too much glue on. I, I do too, and it oozes out. It happens. But you can tell when some people go crazy with glue, and then it's like it, it's just a catastrophe. And I don't think that's such a bad thing. It's just a matter of if you put too much glue on, clean it up. Clean it up and take it off. So I mean, it's not a big deal. You don't have to rip it apart or anything. Just before it dries, clean it up. You know, take it, wipe it off. You'll get it. So if you get it right away, we don't have an issue. Yeah. All right. Last question is from Chris Galvin. He's painting the sides of the rails on a track with an airbrush and craft paints. Can either of you recommend a thinning agent in addition to H2O to help apply his craft paints? He's using a two-part color process with a coat of burnt umber followed by a coat of burnt sienna color. With an airbrush? I can't tell you. Yeah, I'm lost with an airbrush. But, Greg, what I can do and I will do is I will screenshot your comment uh, and I will throw it on the Patreon group. Uh, and we will let some of our other patrons. I know Jake Johnson's a little more uh, well versed with that. Uh, is he an airbrush guy? I think he's an airbrush guy. I think he's done some of that. Yeah. Um, I know a bunch of our listeners though are more. Um, Scott Perry, I believe. Does Scott's that, an airbrush so. guy. There's a bunch of them that are a little bit more. Sure. Better to answer that question for it than we are. The little more well versed on airbrushes. I'm not. I don't know how to answer that. I would be, I'd probably use water, but I'm not a very good uh, source for that one. So, uh, I dish, I just posted it on the overtime group, Greg. So, uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm sorry, Chris. So, see if anyone else uh, has an answer for you. Yep. See, sometimes we have no answers. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why we have a, a group like this to. That's right. Absolutely. Throw it out there. All right. Is there any more questions? Um, no, that is it for questions. Um, and I think we're going to try and wrap up tonight's episode here. That's good because I have a busy day tomorrow. But I enjoyed being here tonight. It was fun. Um, we're going to work on some guests. But, oh, I have an announcement. Go for it. We are currently at August 13th. Okay. We are getting ready for our group build. And our group build is beginning on Monday, November, I'm sorry, November, August 24th. Monday, August 24th. I don't know if you're going to take Monday and me we'll Tuesday talk about or it. what. We'll figure it out. One of us will be on Monday. The next one will be on Tuesday. And then Wednesday we will record our podcast. Um, so, yes. So, um, the 24th and 25th, I will make this announcement early right now on July, on August 31st, the second week of our show, um, or 
uh, August 1st, one of those two nights, um, we are going to have Jason Jensen on live. Uh, and him and I will discuss which of those two nights. But we're going to have Jason Jensen on live um, as our guest builder. He's going to be working with one of his kits. And we're going to have him just do it for uh, as a special guest builder for the night. So, sound good? Yeah. Brett didn't even know that, did you? Uh, I think I actually did. Oh, you did? Okay. But it's okay. So All right. Well, so I'm just announcing that now. So, get your kits ready. Now, on that note. There are some of you that are, this is your first kit or whatever. I am going to put up before Monday, before this Monday, uh, the 17th, I plan on having up some, uh, a new little article about the tools and things to use, uh, that we use and we like. Um, I think mm-hmm. next week's podcast, you and I will talk about some of the tools and stuff that we will plan to use for the kit. Okay. And for the build, and that'll be uh, the main part of our show. Um, but we are also going to put up an article and a list of things that maybe may help you. Sounds good. Um, so, okay. All righty. Fantastic. All right, guys. Well, as always, have a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we are going to head out for the weekend. Uh, we are going to be working on some stuff here. Uh, my daughter and I will be working down in the basement. Hope you guys have a good weekend working as well. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Later.